the core of it is they help people grow. They humanize business because they connect people together. Plus they also connect people to the vision and to the core values. Because when you develop a process correctly, the vision, what you're trying to achieve, that future you're trying to build and who you are, what you stand for will be interwoven in that process that you create. Welcome to the C-Suite Mentor, the place where you will learn the tools, strategies, and mindset to scale your business sustainably and build a lasting legacy. I'm your host, Teresa Cantley. As a fellow CEO, I understand what it takes to scale a business to seven and multiple eight figures. It's not necessarily what you might think. It requires a complete shift in how you think, strategize, and execute key actions in your business. My mission is to help CEOs step back into the driver's seat of their business by optimizing their operations, empowering their team, and staying in total alignment with their big vision. So are you ready to exchange everything that hasn't worked for strategies that will? You're in the right place. So let's go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the C-Suite Mentor Podcast. If you're watching the video version or watching the audio version, listen to me, listening to the audio version, I am so happy that you're here and for joining me each week while we dig into insights, real stories, real coaching experiences, so that I can help you be a stronger CEO to be a better leader in your business and ultimately to really achieve your dreams, to build a business that supports your life, not the other way around. So I wanted to talk today about strategic actions that you can take or strategic decisions that you can make in 2024 and really even beyond that are going to help you to be a more profitable business and ultimately, as I said, be a better leader. Because this world needs better leaders. We have a lot of leaders walking around that don't really care about what they do, don't really care about people, don't really care about making society better. And I know that's not you if you are listening to this podcast. So what I wanted to say is, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, a lot of reports, business reports, economy reports from economists, predictions and forecasts and all kinds of stuff that people are talking about and promoting. And the insights that I'm going to give you are really from me being in the trenches with people. They are things that I'm implementing into my own business, but I'm also working with my clients to implement into their businesses. And it's whether or not I work with somebody on a regular basis or I've had conversations. I work with a lot of local business owners and you know, other local businesses in their area if they stop in or if I go to one of the merchants associations meetings with one of my clients, you know, I've had these conversations with people. So the actions that I'm going to give you, like I said, these are my insights based on being in the trenches. I am not one of those business coaches that is just giving you a lot of fluff and theory based on something that I just learned or something that I read. The things that I talk about On this podcast, the things that I do as a coach are based on things that I'm actually doing, things that I'm actually seeing. Even if I read something or I am at an event and I listen to someone speak, I hear what they say. I do my own 
investigation as far as implementing things into my business or doing some more research on my end. And then I try it, I put it out there. And like I said, build my own wisdom on this or my own insights, my own truths. So again, there are a lot of business coaches out there. There are a lot of business experts who the things that they talk about, the things that they teach aren't necessarily things that they've actually done or things that they've implemented. So again, there's a lot of reports out there, a lot of forecasts. People are talking about what to do in 2024, what to do differently. And I'm just um, I'm just being fully transparent that the things that I'm going to give you is because I'm actually in the trenches with my clients um, doing the work. So let's get started. I'm going to give you five things today. So number one, we're going to talk about people-centric focus. Number two, profit over revenue and people over profit. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. Number three, building your human connection plan. You can kind of see a theme here. <laughs> so number four is humanizing your business and humanizing your operations. And number five, know thy metrics. So again, my own insights, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to deal it straight. And again, these are things that I've implemented into my own business, things that I've actually, you know, I started digging into kind of to looking into what was going to be different, kind of trying to see a pattern of, you know, where society was going, where business was going, but also even more than that, where buying behaviors were going, what people were going through, layoffs, changes in the economy, increased costs, people trying to find new jobs. I just talked to somebody who said that the turnover rate in 2024 that they have seen with local businesses in his area has been astronomical, people changing jobs. So, you know, I, again, I started looking into this because I do believe small business, local business, backbone of our economy, backbone of our society. So I am right in there with them. And, you know, really started to kind of look and say, you know, this is what's going on with business. This is what's happening. This is what people are predicting. This is what I'm physically seeing, being in with my clients' businesses, helping them to navigate these challenges, you know, being side by side in, like I said, shoulder to shoulder, getting through all of the challenges that we went through over the past three years. So we're going to just jump in to these five things and you know, I'm going to go through each one and hopefully you're going to get some, I know you're going to get some insights that you can actually implement into your business. So let's start with number one, people-centric focus. What does this mean? I've seen a lot of articles lately talking about toxic employees, talking about bringing people back into the office, talking about challenging employees, talking about how to retain employees or even hire employees. And I see a lot of businesses making the same mistake. And the mistake is they're trying to hire the same way that they hired two years ago by putting together a job description, by putting together, these are the skills that we want. These are, you need to have this, you know, these credentials, you need to have these degrees and, you know, and not really looking at what type of people do we want? Who do we really need in that role? It's no different than, sure, you've all gone through this, identifying who your ideal client is. What is that person or who your ideal customer is? Who is your target demographic? It's no different when you are hiring people to work for you, when you're hiring employees. 
So this whole thing of bringing, you know, saying, oh, we need to bring people back into the office, you know, they've worked remotely or they've had a hybrid work, you know, hybrid work experience for, you know, the past three years. And now they're saying, oh, we need to bring people back into the office. Well, if businesses really stop to think about who is it that we really need in our business? Who do we really want? And you look at individuals as exactly that, individuals. And you say, okay, we want people who are dedicated. We want people who have a great work ethic. We want people who are innovative thinkers, independent thinkers. So let's talk about that, bringing people back into the office. If you look at your team and that's what you have and they, you know they're productive, it doesn't matter where they work. And if you think about it also, giving people that great quality of life, understanding what it is that your people want, what it is that your employees you know, want, what do they need, and helping them to achieve that and getting them to be part of co-creating your vision. Because on the other side of it, they will be vested in doing the things that need to be done in your business and really having a higher level of success. So when we are trying to hire people, because the whole thing of bringing people back into the office, I personally, I'm going to back up for a second. I look at that and I say, well, I look at leadership. If you think your people aren't productive and you think that they you know, would be better in the office, well, I look at leadership and say, what are you doing to cultivate your employees? What are you doing to develop them? You know, do you have the right people on your team? If you don't know your people, that's not their problem. That's your problem as a leader. So same thing when we are trying to hire people or even just develop people. And this is why I say people-centric focus because it's identifying who do we need on our team? What kind of human skills do they have? Again, we want an independent thinker. We want somebody who thinks outside the box. We want somebody who is driven. We want somebody who really likes to get into the details. So understanding who it is that you want in your team first, laying that out before you go to hire somebody. So you understand who it is that you're looking for, who you want to have in your accountability structure, if I can get my words out, as well as if you have a team of people, looking at that and saying, finding out what is important to them. What do they need to reach a level of success that they're looking for? And then how does that align with our business? Again, people are trying to hire and even trying to keep employees by playing with an old playbook. You know, I had a conversation with somebody who was struggling with their team and they had a lot of dysfunction going on. And what I uncovered is that they promised a lot of growth. They promised a career path for people when they hired them or even had conversations with them like two years ago and talked about career path, but then nothing happened. So looking at it and saying, stopping yourself and saying, who do we really need on our team? And then if you have a team already, looking at it and saying, okay, how do these people align? What do we need to do to get them re-engaged? If you're hiring people, figuring out who you want on your team again, and then also how can you create a better people-centric experience in your business? It is going to be key because people want to have a well 
life. They want to have wellness in their life. They want to have a full life. They want to, you know, the days of, I used to have an hour commute each way. I lived 10 miles from my office and I had an hour commute because traffic was so crazy. And then they wanted you to work extra. They wanted you to stay late, come in early. So quality of life, you know, businesses didn't really care about that. And now after going through COVID, after going through a lot of the challenges that we've been through as a society and, you know, the hurdles that we've had to overcome, people want to get back to values. They want to get back to, you know, spending time with family and again, really aligning with the things that are important to them. And if they're working for somebody that doesn't care about that, well, guess what? Number one, they're not going to be performing at their highest self. They're not going to be really taking ownership of their role and taking responsibility. And they're also not going to be serving the business to their best capability because the business doesn't really care about them. So I always say, you know, my thing is, is the business will serve you and we need you to then support the business. So again, if we create that people-centric focus in our hiring process, in our retention, you know, in our developing of our employees, but then also in creating that employee experience. Again, virtual or not, hybrid, you know, virtual or live or hybrid or whatever that looks like. Really focusing on the people. This leads me into my next one. Profit over revenue, people over profit. We want to start with people over profit. Profit is super key. Super key. So if we have a people-centric focus and we get the right people and we focus on that first, what is important to our employees, to our future employees? What kind of an experience do we want to create? Guess what? You've heard me say this. The customer experience doesn't start on the outside. It starts on the inside with your team. So we build a healthier team and guess what? More revenue is going to come in the door. We're going to be able to do more with less or do more of what we do great and prune away all the things that don't serve us. So when we look at this, if we focus on our people first, the profit will follow. People want to focus heavily on revenue. And you hear a lot of, I mean, I've, I see it all the time, you know, other business experts talking about growing your revenue, growing your revenue, growing your revenue, or they stand in front of a fancy jet, or they talk about how they, you know, made $7 million in one day or whatever, but you don't hear the backside, which is the profit. Profit is really what shows how healthy your business is. So here's how we tie all this together. And I want you to focus on profit because again, that is what's going to show how healthy your business is. Profit is what is left over after all expenses are paid, after all costs are paid, after all that stuff is done. Profit is what's left. Profit is what gives bonuses. Profit is what gives raises. Profit is what we use to reinvest back in the business. Profit is what we reinvest and buy more assets. So focusing on being more profitable. How do we become more profitable. I mean, yes, I had a client last year, highest revenue year ever in the entire time he's been in business. Highest revenue year ever. Profit, not so much. Why? Because there were a lot of gaps. There were a lot of profit leaks along the way. Why? 
because they didn't have certain things in place. And one of the things was they didn't have the right people in the right places. So there were a lot of profit leaks because you end up taking more time to do things. You end up focusing on, and this is exactly what happened, focusing on every single opportunity that came your way and using all of your resources and creating a lot of unhappiness on your team because they were stressed out, burned out, because they were focusing on anything and everything to make money. And a lot of it just didn't really align with what the business was about. So when we focus on our people first, we are able to create a better experience. We are able to do more things. We are able to build our visibility, which will, again, bring in sales, bring in customers, bring in new opportunities. And when we're able to do that and we have the right people on our team, we're able to streamline a lot of things. When we are focused on our core and we prune away all these extra products that we sell that don't fit or all these extra services that we provide that don't fit or all these you know extra menu items that don't really go with what we're about as a restaurant. I'm just giving some examples. When we prune all that away, we care about our people, we care about our customers, we care about our team, the revenue will come in and we will have more profit because things will be streamlined and we're not leaking profit we're actually like building more and more and more because our costs to do business will stay lower, okay? So people over profit, profit over revenue. Super, super, super important because when we get in alignment, when we get our people in alignment with our vision, with you know what the business is about and why we're doing what we're doing, the money will flow. It happens, I've seen it time and time again. I've seen people go from you know being extremely, extremely not profitable, losing money every year. They get the team right. They get some other things right that we're going to talk about. And all of a sudden, the revenue goes up and you start seeing the profit go up. Even though they have the same people, when we revitalize the experience that we create for our employees, we revitalize our money machine, okay? So people over profit, profit over revenue. Number three, our human connection plan. What does that mean? You can see people-centric focus all over the place this year is going to be important. So human connection plan, what do I mean by that? How are you going to connect with not just market to them, but connect to them, to your customers? How are you going to increase the value of the customer experience that you're creating? How can you leverage digital technology, all of the advancements that we have in digital technology to streamline things that you do in your business so that you have more time to connect with your customers on a more human level. Same thing. How are you going to connect with your employees on a more human level? I um, was reading, I was actually going through a class, just kind of seeing someone else's perspective on strategic plans and making strategic decisions. And, you know, one of the key things, and I believe this wholeheartedly, is whether you're in a challenge, you're in a challenging time and you're trying to rebuild or you're trying to refocus, or you're in a super successful time, you're in a growth period, connection and communication is so important. Whether it's with your stakeholders, which are your employees, your vendors, your shareholders, if you're big enough to have shareholders, your customers. How are you going to communicate what you're doing, new things that you're taking on, 
how are you going to connect with them to understand what's important to them so that you can also align that back into the business? So I always tell people, when you're building your marketing plan, you don't just want to think about it from marketing. Target demographic, you know, we're going to do these emails, we're going to do this social media posts, we're going to do these events, these live events, we're going to do these workshops. That's like the marketing. That's like the external thing. But we want to look at it more from a connection, a connection plan. How are we going to build that relationship? Relationships are super important in 2024. And I always tell, I just had this conversation with my team the other day, marketing, all it is, and I have believed this in the 30 years I've been working, all marketing is, when you look at it differently, it is an experiment in human connection and building deeper relationships. That's what it's all about. People look at it like from a clinical standpoint. Like, again, we're going to do three emails per week. We're going to do one blog post per week. We're going to do these events. We're going to have these coupons. And they never fill it with the human piece, which that is the richer value in what you do is building that relationship and building that human piece into what you're doing to attract people to come into your business, to visit your website, to dine in your restaurant, to shop in your store. So when we are, and it was funny because I said it yesterday, I was at a client and um, I said it again, like three times and they were chuckling. Marketing is an experiment in human connection. We want to understand people better. It's one of the human desires and human needs is to be heard, to be seen, and know that they matter. So if you can build that into your connection plan, not just we're going to send these emails, but these are the topics we're going to talk about. We're going to do these three customer appreciation events. And during that, these are the things that we're going to do to connect and build the relationship deeper with people. You know, we're going to have this open house and this is what we're going to do to build that relationship with our customers and our team and our team and our customers together. So it's all about enriching the relationship that we have with other people, really letting them know that you hear them, you see them, and they matter. They are not just a transaction. Customers are not transactions. Relationships are not transactions. Some people think they are. I don't. I am all about deeper relationships, not surface relationships. So anything and everything that I teach is always going to be about building that connection on a much deeper level. And that is what's going to be important because remember, So much stuff has happened between wars and like I said, with the economy and losing jobs and, you know, people getting sick, the sickness that has gone around. Like we want to make people feel better. We want to build a happier, healthier society. And that's why I believe if we start inside our business, we can carry that out to the outside because our employees go home and they visit with their family and they have a better quality of life and they're happier. They feel more fulfilled. They go home and they share that with their family. And then their family goes out and shares it with their friends or their coworkers. And that is how we have the ripple effect. So number four, we humanize our business and humanize our operations. <laughs> so this has to do with how we do things, how the business operates and really getting into a practice of understanding how your business operates and also how you can make it operate better. So when I teach process design, 
standard operating procedures. How will you get from point A to point B, shortest amount of time, greatest amount of value? When I teach that, I always teach it that all processes do is they humanize business. Why? Because they connect people to the vision of the business. They connect people together. They connect core values that we believe in to people. So all a process does, and I don't care if it's collections processes or if it's payables, like paying your expenses processes, or if it's training, onboarding new clients, onboarding new people, all processes that you develop to get someone from point A to point B, they experience some kind of a breakthrough or transformation along the way that helps them to grow, which ultimately, that's what people want to do. They want to have growth in their life. So what a process does, and that's why I say it humanizes business, because a lot of businesses look at it like, and this is the whole Lean Six Sigma thing, all they want to do is cut cost. They want to be able to produce the most amount of stuff with the least amount of people and the least amount of cost. And that's what they look at. So when people think about process design, that's what they're thinking. How can we do this at the least amount of cost? How can we do this with the least amount of people? I don't look at it like that. Yes, we want to shorten our footprint because whether you're chopping onions or you're receiving product or you're onboarding a new employee, whatever it is, we do want to do things in the least amount of steps because what that does Yes, it cuts cost, absolutely. But what it does is it makes something easier for someone. It makes something easier. It can help them, again, to grow, to teach them, to empower them to do something better. So in 2024, I encourage you to look at how you do things in your business. What do your operations look like? And when you look at your operations, Are things complicated? Do you have multiple steps to get something done? Are you still doing something that's very antiquated? Are you using paper to track stuff where you could be using a piece of software? Again, are you taking a lot of steps to get a task done? And those steps, and you don't even think about it. I have a client owns a restaurant and they have this whole prep process for cutting food, for chopping up onions and chopping up peppers and, you know, whatever. And the people, they kept churning through people in that prep area. And when I asked the question, why do you think you have such a turnover rate? And they were like, well, we have a lot of stuff that we prep and some of it takes a long time. When we started looking at the process of how they were doing things, well, no wonder people were frustrated because it was taking them a long time. It was very monotonous work, very mundane. And for a lot of them, some of the stuff and the reason why they were doing it, it didn't really make sense, but nobody ever asked them. So when we went back and asked, it was, okay, how can we shorten this process? How could we work with one of our partners, our vendors to get some of these items already prepped? And then that person can then take time to figure out a recipe, a new way to do things, figure out a new way to make something. So again, reviewing how you do things in your business and just because you did them a certain way for years doesn't mean that you need to continue to do them that same way. And also you shouldn't continue to do them the same way. You always want to be, again, growth. 
People want to grow. Businesses want to grow. So if we're not looking at how we do things and finding ways that we can do things better, not saying, I mean, we never want to scrap anything. We always want to look at what we're doing and see if, okay, you know what? This is great. We're going to actually leave this the way that it is, but this that connects to this piece that we're going to optimize, that we're going to see how we can do it better and getting input from your people, from the people who are actually doing it. So again, all processes do. It's not, yes. Do they cut costs? Do they make things more efficient? Absolutely. Do they optimize things? Absolutely. But the key and at the core of it is they help people grow. They humanize business because they connect people together. Plus they also connect people to the vision and to the core values. Because when you develop a process correctly, the vision, what you're trying to achieve, that future you're trying to build and who you are, what you stand for will be interwoven in that process that you create. Again, to get people from point A, point B, shortest amount of steps, greatest amount of impact. All right. Number five, know thy metrics. I think that out of everybody that I've worked with, all of my clients, I would say probably every single one of them, I always get, well, I don't know numbers. I'm not good with numbers. Or I don't have time to track my metrics. Or I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to track. So depending on your business, there's different metrics that you're going to track for different things. Restaurants track prime cost. They track labor cost. They track food cost. They track gross profit. They Everybody tracks net profit, which we talked about. Profit over revenue, people over profit. Retail stores, they track gross margin return on investment. They track gross profit. They track t- inventory turns, all right? In the coaching industry or sales industry, you have how many consults did you talk to? How many phone calls did you make? How many leads did you have? How many calls did you make? And what was your close rate, all right? In the online, if you're selling a program in the online world, you have, and you do a launch. So how many people opted in for something? How many people showed up to your workshop? And then how many people converted? So there's different metrics that you want to measure for your business. For marketing, they're pretty much all the same. Websites, you want to know how many people landed on your pages? How many people did you bring to your website? How many people opened your email? How many people clicked through your email to your website or to something else? So You want to understand what metrics you need to measure. Because here's the thing. If we're doing things, if we're looking at improving, creating a people-centric culture and a people-centric focus in our business, if we're building a human connection plan, we want to know if what we're doing is really working, right? One of the phrases I actually hate, I hate it. I heard it several years ago from someone who really was a toxic person. And I hate this phrase, feel versus real. I hate it. I hate it. Some people hate the phrase, lowest hanging fruit. I hate feel versus real. But there is some truth to that statement. A lot of people run their business based on what their gut feel is. And yes, gut feel and intuition is important. We need to listen to that. But we also need to look at the reality of things. We need to look at, okay, we have this new employee development program and we look at it and we can measure productivity or we can measure, are we going through, do we have a high turnover rate in this particular area in our business? So we can start to look at these metrics and understand what they mean so that we can make things better. 
We don't want to stick our head in the sand. We don't want to hide from metrics. We don't want to say, oh, well, I don't understand that. Or the biggest one I get is, oh, my accountant looks at my financials. So they know what's going on. You want to be super clear on what metrics you need to measure and then understanding how you measure them. And like I said, every industry had measures the same metrics. Every industry measures revenue or sales. Every industry measures profit, gross profit, net profit. Every industry measures something called EBITDA, which is earnings before interest, taxes, amortization, and depreciation. Every business measures that for to see how healthy they are. Every business measures equity. So that's all uniform and universal across the board. And then marketing metrics, website metrics, social media, how many people are engaging with your content in social media. But then you also have industry-specific metrics. So I encourage you this year to understand what metrics you need to measure. Get a baseline. Just start somewhere. Get a baseline and then start measuring it on a monthly basis. And if you don't know how to do that, get a coach, get a mentor, get an advisor that can help you to identify what those metrics are. I think that's one of the first thing when I work with people, it's one of the first things that we start with is to understand we get a baseline because we do an assessment. We look at the business as a whole and we look at what's working, what's not working, where there are gaps and really like what is the baseline in the business as far as when I start working with them. Because ultimately, yes, my goal is to help you to uncover the things that you need to do and to put things in place so that you can start growing. That is the ultimate goal. But you can't grow something if you don't know where you're starting from. You got to plant those seeds so that you can water them and nurture them and watch it grow. So to review, number one, have a people-centric focus. Change up your hiring process. Change up your employee experience and your retention, like how you're going to retain good employees. Look at your benefits package. Look at how you're treating people. Find out what's important to them and how that aligns with what the business needs. Number two, Profit over revenue, but more importantly, people over profit. If you focus on your people and building a great team, empowering them, the money will come. But we also want to make sure that we are focused on our people because having the right people in the right places and having that people-centric focus is going to make our business more profitable because our people are going to be happier and they're going to be more vested in what they're doing. Number three, don't just have a marketing plan, have a human connection plan. Number four, humanize your business, humanize your operations. How can you do things better? How can you connect people together? Which goes back to your connection plan. Making sure that you're not just putting content out there, or you're putting stuff out there that you think want, or you just want to plaster the earth with coupons. Make sure that you're doing what's behind it. The intention behind it is all about building relationships. Number five, know thy metrics. If you can measure it, you can grow it. Super, super important. So I hope that this helped you. And again, you know, I am not one of those business coaches that is just going to like tell you to grow revenue or, you know, this is what's going on in the economy. And I haven't actually implemented those things or helped other people to implement them. The information that I give you, again, is from me standing shoulder to shoulder with people, helping them through the tough times. I mean, I helped my clients navigate through COVID and come out the other side profitable because we focused on that building of relationships and connecting to the people that really matter. So I hope that this helped you. And 
I will see you back here next week for another episode of the C-Suite Mentor. If you are looking for someone to help you to put all these things into place, let's have a chat. Let's get on a call and do a virtual coffee and just talk about like what's going on. Because if we can talk about what's going on and get some clarity around that, we can start putting some steps into place that you can start taking now, including all of these things. So if you go to teresacantley.com forward slash virtual dash coffee, go ahead and book a call and let's chat. But till next week, have a great rest of your week and let's all take care of each other just a little bit more than we already do. Hey there, thank you so much for listening. If you found value on the show, please follow the podcast so you never, ever miss an episode. And I would love, love, love if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify for me. Even better, share the show with a fellow business owner ready to step fully into their CEO leadership role. Because right now, more than ever, the world really needs next level leaders. And by the way, did you know you can text me all your questions and get real-time feedback? You absolutely can. Just text the word CEO to me at 610-215-2838 to get connected. One last goodie for you before I go. If you're ready to scale your business and have a co-creator working right by your side, My C-Suite mentor program may be perfect for you and your possible new second-in-command. Just visit thecsuitementor.com to get started.